The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. Hey, it's Brandon. Finally, we finished up season number one, which is kind of season 10, because it was all about the album 10. Anyway, this whole thing is sort of like a wrap-up of the season in order for me to say thank you to all the people who helped me out to record all these interviews, give some insights into what I learned uh, via reading some emails from listeners, and also to take a look at how I think about this album, how I feel about this album, now that I finished re-listening to it and talking about it a whole bunch. So I'm not really going to have a typical intro as I have for the rest of the podcast. We're just going to start with a little something and then, oh, there's my phone. This is the Better Band Podcast, baby. I'll try to keep this short, too, because if you've tuned out after I got past the album tracks, you're probably not going to listen to this either. But if you see that it's only a short little maybe 10 minute thing, eh, you might tune in and least get to hear my uh, my thanks for everybody who helped me out. So here's everybody from the first season that I'd like to thank for their help in putting this podcast together, primarily by being the interview subjects. Uh, Randy Sobel from the Live on Four Legs podcast, Brian Hunt, Monty Gillard, Kevin Lassard, Brad Blazik from Single Podcast Theory, Darren Husted from the Prince Track by Track podcast and a dozen more. Eddie Quintana, Brett Bosconi, John Farrar, Ryan Bauer, Patrick Bogle, Dave Chinaki, Emily Dunster, Matt Macy, Fred Galper, Harry Geyer, Jesse Zilka from the Porch podcast, and Rod Colmer, or I guess he goes by Roddy Colmer, but I had Rod written down on here. Thanks to all of them for helping me out in uh, help doing this podcast. The main reason I was doing this podcast is so that I could talk to people, because I don't really talk to people that much. Uh, I've always been an introvert and shy, and although I've done things that have been out in the public, sort of like uh, being in a band and also acting in high school and stuff, that's not really being around people and interacting. Those are performances, really, and not being a person. It's being a character. It's playing a part, you know, trying to act like a rock star or something like that. And this is me practicing talking to people, to practicing being human. And as I've learned, Pearl Jam fans are great people. It's a great community that I never really felt a part of, in part because I never put myself out there to be a part of that. And I think that's one of the main things that I've learned so far in doing this is that people won't readily bring you in somewhere necessarily. Everybody's always in their own head, in their own bullshit of thinking about themselves and worrying what other people are thinking about them, how they're judging them and everything. So you kind of have to put yourself out there and say, hey, what are you guys up to? What are you doing? And I know about Pearl Jam, so I thought if I talk to other people about Pearl Jam, that's at least a foot in the door. That's a step in the right direction of being able to talk to people and have stuff in common. And I call this podcast the Better Band Podcast, and really you can't find better fans than Pearl Jam fans. So thanks, all of you people, for helping me out. 
and talking to me and coming back. And I'm going to talk to some of them in the next season, which I will talk about when I intro that season and beyond into Vitology and maybe some other seasons and stuff. So if you would like to talk to me, then you're going to have to put that step forward too. And just go ahead and email me, betterbandpod at gmail.com. I will find a song for you or let you know when I'm taking the next signups for uh, the further albums. No Code and Yield, I'm going to do signups at the same time. Probably won't be t- until towards the end-ish of the year before, probably I'll try to do, get those done before the holidays so that everybody can relax and have time with their families and stuff trying to survive retail apocalypse if that's how you uh, make your living and as i'm talking like this right now i feel kind of like eddie vetter just because he puts on that weird fake voice that he has when he's when he's talking to people that is kind of bruce springsteen-ish when he's up on stage and you're like that's not how you sound that's not how you talk um so i'm a little self-conscious about that oh well just putting that out there <laughs> I also didn't do this to get rich or anything, which is why I don't have ads or I, I'm not up on YouTube, um, even though that's the way a lot of people listen to podcasts nowadays because of the ads that YouTube plays in front of everything. And the way I kind of look at it, if I'm not making money off of this, I don't want other people <laughs> to make money off of this. And it just feels disingenuine to me to go through YouTube and say, oh yeah, I'll have ads play and try to take money off of that and everything. And I've used uh, YouTube before in my previous podcasts and have gotten my channel revoked and deleted and lost everything uh, just because we had links to other things that we liked and thought people should take a look at uh, when we reviewed music, uh, links to hear that other music and stuff and they said nope you can't do that if you're not having ads on your website because you know we got to get ours and the structure for patreon they keep changing their cut of everything that they're taking and really i don't want people to have to worry about paying money month per month if they like me and everything like that so the only thing i do right now is um i do kofi maybe you pronounce it coffee but um, it's just a little thing. You 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 basically just if you like something that somebody does, you give them a tip. Um, I don't promote it in the podcast itself because I just feel weird about that. So I only will mention it here in the season ending and season beginning episodes. Just because if you're here to listen to me talk to other people about Pearl Jam, you know, good for you. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to ask for money or anything. But if you like this and think I've done a good job, you can go to ko-fi.com slash brandonp, ko-fi.com slash brand E-N-P, and um, you can donate in increments of $3. So if six people decide that it's cool and give me $3, I'm actually going to be able to buy a new domain just for this podcast, and it'll be a little bit easier to promote. But that's not on you. It's just something that's out there if you think that it sounds cool. And then I'll be able to say a specific blah, 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 dot com. And you can go just to this podcast as opposed to other things. Listen up, Reno.com. That has some other things. I've had that domain before for a while, so I'm just using it. But I can get something new. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. 
Oh, well, um, when I started recording this in, I started recording all these interviews in September of 2018. And, you know, I probably should have done the math on this earlier. So 10 months later, I've come to the end of all these songs. There might be some people saying, hey, you didn't do Yellow Lead Better. You didn't do Footsteps. I've decided to save all that stuff for a season on Lost Dogs just because otherwise I'd still be talking about songs from 10 for another month or two. And I just wanted to move on so that I don't have too much drop off between seasons talking about B-sides and stuff. And when I started uh, this podcast, my rankings of Pearl Jam albums, 10 was my second favorite. I had this uh, rated out of five stars at 4.0. And now after listening to it and analyzing a little bit more, it has now risen to 4.1. So I think it's a little bit better. Uh, Really, the Redux is the only way to go uh, mix-wise for listening to this. I think that the original version of it is very good for capturing the 90s nostalgia and for getting back into that place of mind where you were at if this album was the first of theirs that you listened to and you were a teenager back in the days of flannel and hypercolor and the Disney afternoon. It, it gets you right back in that headspace and sort of evokes such emotion and memory and time of of when you listen to this album but if you want to listen to the music you got to take out all that reverb and those effects and stuff and listen to it a little bit more raw and a little bit more modern sounding and i think that that's the version that stands the test of time it's a great album it's got a lot of great riffs and melodies and lyrically it's very emotional and very personal and you can find something at least one song in there that really speaks to you and that gets into the marrow of your bones as you're listening to it Uh, there are a couple stories in the lyrics of the songs too and i think that that's uh something that kind of disappears at a certain part in their catalog and then uh makes a comeback in some of the later albums where it's not all bleeding emotion onto the paper or the magnetic tape of of them recording these albums there are some stories and just trying to talk about somebody else and their life and have a shared sense of empathy that way. And speaking of stories, that is quite a damn lucky out of the out of nowhere segue into the letters people sent me. I've only gotten two. This is first season after all, but if there's something that you think about afterwards, um, you can go ahead and send me an email betterbandpod at gmail.com and I will read those on the season finale or I'll just reply to you because hey uh, maybe you want to be a guest on an episode or something like that like I said this one's from Randy from Live on Four Legs after the garden episode he uh, wrote to me and he said one thing about garden I know you guys are a little iffy on what the song is about whether garden was referring to a graveyard There was a show I went to once and they played it. Ed said it was written about the government, corporate America. So the line, the direction of the eye, so misleading. I kind of thought that was in sense that our leaders and lawmakers are showing you cards that aren't in their hand, doing things behind your back that benefit benefit rich corporations, etc. 
I don't question our existence. I question our modern needs. First part is a little tricky. It might be a way of spinning the idea of if we have no control over our livelihood, what the hell are we doing here? Why bother fighting it? But the second part about the modern needs, do we need to put millions of dollars of the American economy into going to war and feeding the rich instead of fixing schools and communities, the things that impact our existence? The rest of it with the chorus is kind of a follow-up. You can try to control your life, beat me down until I'm bloodied, but I'm going to stand face-to-face with you, fight for what I stand for, shadow flag. This is a stretch. Might be a way of saying my pride into your garden of stone. Our garden is usually something that could be trampled on and destroyed, but garden of stone to me was like saying... I can't take you down, but I can come face to face with you and stand up for what I believe in. And then the end cap said, I don't need you for me to live. Kind of goes back to the recentish Trump era for sure, interview that I remember reading about Eddie saying, no one can own you. No one can force you to live your life a certain way. I think it led to a lot of bad rumors that a new album would be called Unowned, which in a sense is not much different than Can't Deny Me. If that makes any sense, great. It might not. But I figured if I added a new layer to you, could possibly use it for your finale if you haven't recorded it yet. And I did use it, so thanks so much, Randy. And yeah, I think that does sort of make sense. The Garden of Stone being like skyscrapers and monuments to capitalism and excess buildings just in what used to be, you know, the pristine wildlife and landscape. There's now these gardens of stone as opposed to how we used to, well... Not necessarily Europeans, but, uh, you know, how people used to live on the land and with the land as opposed to having to try to tame it and, uh, you know, not needing this to live. And the other letter comes from Urilion Moreau, uh, who is going to be a guest in the Versus season. Uh, You're just going to have to wait to hear him on that. And uh, he writes and says, I've just listened to the last episode about Evil Little Goat. Since PJ played Evil Little Goat in Wrigley last year, a strange connection happened in my mind. Do you think that the Evil Little Goat could be related to the curse of the Billy Goat? Otherwise, I hope everything is fine on your side. I like your podcast a lot. I'm looking forward to next episodes. And I think it was right after I finished recording, I thought about that and was like, oh my gosh, this is probably about the goat. And then um, I, I also kind of started going into Wikipedia and reading up on it and stuff like that. And um, and turns out the guy who owned the goat and who was kicked out of uh, the game or whatever, I'm going to let you look that up on Wikipedia if you want, because uh, I'm not a sports guy and I can't explain it. I, you know, do minimal research and preparation, whatever. But um, the guy who owned the goat and cursed the Cubs to never win another uh, World Series. He died on October 22nd, 1970, 20 years before Pearl Jam's first show. So that is definitely one hell of a coincidence, I think. But I think I've rambled on long enough now. I will be back on July 30th with the first Versus episode, which will be the intro, followed a couple minutes later if you're clicking refresh on the feed over and over again to see when it shows up. The Versus track, Go, will also be out, and you'll be able to listen to that episode uh, with Randy Sobel. If you've been keeping track on the Facebook or Instagram, I gave a little hint on there. So, thanks for listening to me for all these episodes or just the ones you've chosen to listen to totally cool with me if you'd like to also you can review on apple podcasts or google podcasts 
and give me a five-star rating, which is something you're supposed to say when you're podcasting, but I don't really care about because, like I said, I'm not in this for the recognition or anything or to get rich, just looking to talk to people. But, you know, maybe if reviews and all that sort of stuff helps me to be seen a little bit more on the podcast, more people will sign up and say, hey, I want to talk about Pearl Jam too. And then I get to talk to more people and fight those demons of personal insecurity and introvertedness. The Twitter and Instagram for this podcast is at Listen Up Reno. And me personally, I'm on Twitter at Brandon P, at Brand E-N-P, because I spell my name with an E instead of an O. And uh, thanks for listening. And as always, this is Brandon saying... Nobody leaves Diamond Joe Quimby holding the bag. Listen up.